Hi everybody, and welcome back to the Teletext R podcast. Today's edition is another interview special. On the show, we have Jorko Reisinen, who's calling us all the way from Berlin. But he's actually a Finnish artist, and he's a member of the Fix C Cooperative. I'm just about to place a call to him, so without further delay, I'm going to pass you over to myself in the studio, speaking with Jaco. Hi everybody, I'm Dan, and I'm here with Jorko Reisinen. He's a member of the Fix C Cooperative over in, I believe it's Finland. Is it Finland? Yes, yes. Helsinki-based. You guys out there in Teletext land may know Fix C from the Teletext Art Exploits. They've organized a number of Teletext Art exhibitions, such as the International Teletext Art Festival. So, Jarko, would you be able to give us a bit of background on the work that Fix C does? I mean, generally, not just Teletext stuff, the general art and projects. Okay. Uh, Fixie is um, uh, originally a cooperative formulated by moving image artists who have different approaches on moving image, but often with a peculiar selection of medium like um, uh, 16mm film, for example, or video art or even GIF animations like uh, coming from the backgrounds of the artists who have formulated the group, they all have their own interests on what kind of moving image they're producing, but there's like a various approaches within the group. So Fixie has been originally organizing screenings and art exhibitions around the topic of moving, experimental moving image that um, have like, yeah, like I said, like experimental film or video art, different kinds of video art animations and so on. And we also have initiated art collection, Wilke collection of electronic arts that is like focusing on Finnish electronic art, like since 70s. We have like collected works that have dropped somehow uh, out of the canon of the like a real art museums. And we started this collection of electronic art works ranging from 70s. Like we have, for example, Philip Knorring's like a First, is it like a CRT camera, like a, this kind of a closed circuit installation from 70s? And then there is, for example, a 60 millimeter documentary distributed in VHS form from 90s by Jimmy Tenor, quite well-known musician, actually, about the start of a legendary experimental sound label called Sähkö. So there's a documentary about that and all kinds of from different times like different kinds of works and yeah it, it's been like a, mostly about organizing and distributing our own work of the members in different forms usually screenings and exhibitions but also museum of teletext art is part of our Vilga collection uh, like a little subcategory of of that so okay so what are your own contributions to the fixie collective would you describe yourself as a digital artist? How would you describe your own work and practice? Well, from the background, yes. 
I started, I was very inspired by this computer arts, especially like demo scene when I was a teenager. And I was mainly producing there like a tracker based music, computer music, mm. but also a little bit of pixel art. But uh, what I was inspired was like, let's say media art. I used mainly computer, but then I also started to experiment with film and let's say VHS cameras. And so I kind of always had the twist of like a media archaeology a bit among my interests, what I decided to do. Nowadays, my practice is like um, pretty much like a digital artist, but I also do uh, sound arts. But uh, always I work with computer and I take the computer maybe as my medium. So yes, I'm a digital artist. Yeah. Excellent. Regarding teletext art, would you say that that's one of your own specialisms? Have you taken it on? Have you adopted it as one of your mediums that you like to work with? Well, yes, yes, yes. And I really am fond of it. And ever since, was it like 2012 or where we had the first festival like yeah. we where we're, we're trying to invent a new way of distribution of moving images and the teletext popped up and we proceeded with that. And of course, before that, I actually didn't do teletext art, but I took it as a challenge because I think it's so fascinating medium. And uh, I think it's very meaningful for contemporary artists, like a selection of, of, the, of the medium. It carries so much meaning and content in addition of what actually is in the image, but it's kind of a statement like medium is the message or I don't know. Uh, but uh, that kind of way, uh, I think it's very special and unique form kind of similar way than printmaking techniques in the history of art. Maybe first intended to mediate text, but they also, the images, mediating of images for masses or a lot of people, I think that's uh, something that fascinates me. I'm not pixel artist like many what I mean by pixel artist like for example your work I think it's kind of like a very skillful pixel arts but I, I have had a little bit more like appropriation art approach on it and I'm not like a good at drawing things or something I use different techniques yeah that's the good thing about teletext art you don't actually have to be particularly good at drawing I don't <laughs> count myself as a very good drawer but teletext it's more like building a jigsaw anybody can get involved in it anybody can learn it even if they're no good at drawing um can i just ask with regards to the first few teletext art festivals is it true that most of the entrants for the early teletext art festivals were members of fix c and what did they think of that? Did you collaborate together? Did you get together and talk about teletext? Um, well, maybe not the most. You have an Ingen, our member, like actually the initiator of Fixi, like I think it started 2007. He's like a um, new media artist, uh, video artist, but also like a digital artist, at least in Finland, like pioneers, like he was working with GIF animations like in 90s already and he kind of was the curator of the festival so he scanned the world of digital artists to be invited 
for it. So fixing members were three or four of us at least. Of course, we had to talk about it in terms of technical realization, like how to do that and what kind of approaches. Like, well, we were quite independent on on the topic. Each of us are professional artists in the field of contemporary arts, so it was just a new chance for for each of us to express ourselves through another peculiar medium. Each of us had the history of experimenting with the different technologies and how, how they can be used for expression. And all of us had, like Seppo, for example, has maybe the most background, Seppo Renval has the most background in photography and film-based arts. So he used it only as a tool for photography, like a very primitive kind of black and white uh, adaptation of his photos, for example. And we all had our own approaches. So we didn't negotiate about what we're going to do or so on. It's very independent. Yeah, I think you can see that in the artworks, how there's a variety of different types of approach. I was lucky enough to judge one of the Teletext art festivals. I think it was 2015. And I saw lots of different approaches that I'd never seen before. The guy who won, Holger Lippmann, he had a very painterly sort of uh, slightly pointillistic style putting paint onto a canvas which was really engaging so Mm. it's interesting that every new teletext artist that we get every new artist that tries teletext has a completely different style and approach Uh, yes that's what i love about it At the time of recording this podcast, the Teletext Art 2020 project, known as TARTS 2020, which I think is a wonderful abbreviation, is currently running in Finland in association with YLE Texts. This is an online festival, but right now it's also being shown on YLE Text, pages 820 to 834, if you want to go and hunt that down. So... Yarko, how did Tarts 2020 come about? How did you make this happen? Well, basically it was an offshoot of uh, the ORF meets Teletext, actually invited to happen by OR, like Austrian Teletext organizers or, or like um, the people who are running it. And we kind of then just wanted to once more like uh, we had many festivals the only one the first one was only in Finland but then we got invited by Arde to Germany and Orf and so actually Teletext festivals organized by Fixi have been mostly seen in the Central Europe and German-speaking countries like also Arte was part was it like one or two years I'm sorry I can't yes yes right about that but so we wanted to see um, we actually didn't we got very surprised by the really positive response in in the German Germany especially and German speaking countries when we did this like we had like really much 
of media attention and also from very variety from media representations and especially I think it was very nice that we intended it to be like a contemporary art festival also to contextualize because there's many artists participating it's really cool that there's like different backgrounds of who are participating but kind of the same way that that there's actually people who are in the contemporary art world also uh, so we had like a interest from like a art press and art medium and media media and so on yeah so like Ars Electronica wanted to have this hackathon where we created some of the artists from last year and, and also now what is going on Tart 2020. There was Matthias Moos, uh, Raquel Myers, Narin Arbeiter, Katri Günther, yes. So we were there like doing live teletext art in part of this art festival and yeah, so we thought that we would like to give it a try in Finland again because we didn't maybe get so much attention while we did it in Finland and uh, it's been interesting that we haven't had it we had one little mention because of this lockdown that this is kind of now we had long one year the slogan stay home watch teletext and it became uh, is kind of makes sense now in the situation of COVID also so we got a little bit of one mention in the newspaper that this is what is happening but I'm a little bit disappointed we haven't reached one like a computer magazine subculture uh, slightest like scrolling magazine made a little blog notion about the festival but I must say I'm disappointed now to the <laughs> Finnish media that they cannot see kind of how funky it is to present art and to bring it to all of the homes like I think it's a little bit that when I talk they think that oh does teletext still still exist and this kind of people don't see see maybe I don't know why is it so that we <laughs> in Germany and German speaking countries it was kind of a really a success like speaking of the meters like how many people saw it and heard about it and could enjoy it but yeah I don't know what's wrong with Finland yeah, because even in the UK, some of the earlier teletext art festivals got a lot of coverage. Um, mm. But it's a pity that to hear that it's sort of dropping off, the interest is dropping off in Finland. Because I do see tweets quite a lot and Instagram pictures that people send out. I saw this guy on the bus browsing teletext on his phone. So people still are using the apps. Yeah, people that's are true. using the apps and they are out there I'd hope that some of the work that you do that Fix C do would help to bring teletext to a wider audience maybe maybe the media media concentrating into art or this kind of thing in Finland maybe they're just maybe it's like a cultural thing that they, it's a bit more conservative even though teletext if what is conservative actually but it's kind of like a to daring it to express uh, that so maybe it's just like they don't have necessarily they're not used to it Finland is a small country and media art maybe in general is a little bit marginal or something like that well it's interesting that you'd say that as an outsider 
because I'm over here on this island. It seems that Finland, to me, is this cultural hub of different chiptune artists and demo scene. It seems to be the shining light in Europe of uh, pixel art and retro art and this type of music as well. So it's interesting to hear that, actually, that within the country itself, there's not so much love, I think, yeah, I think there's a little bit of gap between like what the actually maybe it happens slowly and maybe we I hope we can participate in this work that we can bring it to the wider, audi- wider audiences and so on. But I think there's the slowness because all these phenomena you referred that they are a little bit like an underground culture and it takes some time before the bigger culture adopts or accepts that and it's learned to understand that or I agree that it's there is what you said like demo scene chip tune and experimental music and experimental culture in general it's it's very vivid and I enjoy and I've been learning a lot about it and I want to know more about it and I it's still like um, there pops up new cool things but Maybe there's just um, we need to have time like um, the younger generations or somebody who come to the jobs of like um, editors or that they think it's also uh, interesting and they want to communicate it to the bigger audiences. Like like you said, maybe in your earlier podcast with Matti Rämö, the fact is that people use teletext a lot in Finland and Maybe they're just so used to it. I don't know that they don't see it like we're talking about it. Maybe they still want to use teletext just for information. And it's a little bit, like you say, a bit too out there, <laughs> teletext art. Mm. I don't know. Mm. But it's good. Uh, it's amazing. We have this contract with um, Yle and Matti Rammel that we have also, we have still have the museum pages there and alongside this festival organization like we talked that we really want to develop it now we've been a little bit inactive because we are all independent artists and without external funding so and we all have our own projects but so maybe we haven't been like uh, enough kind of using the potential of the museum of teletext but from this on we decided that we try to develop uh, this museum concept of ours and I would see it's um, I personally I would like to would be really cool if we could organize like an art exhibition in like a real art museum or somewhere and kind of present uh, the teletext artists in this kind of context and maybe that would also help out um, finding or the discovery of the actual teletext museum page what we have there and and so on. Yeah, I should formally introduce the Museum of Teletext Art, that's available permanently on YLE Text page 805. And if you're not in Finland or don't have a satellite dish, you can access YLE Text online at yle.fi. As I said, you can go to page 805 and see what's currently being exhibited from the Museum of Teletext Art.
So just going back to 2012 and the first Teletext Art Festival, I know we talked about that a little bit, but I don't think we mentioned how that actually started. I don't think we actually discussed the spark or what inspired that to happen. So what was the initial idea behind the Teletext Art Festival and who helped to organize it? Um, we we have we, we are cooperative and with Pixie, so we have these legal meetings at least once a year, where we create a plan what we do next and what we did was I told like it was about screenings and stuff like that for our works, but then we wanted to be more progressive and find out new distribution channel, and then we figured out that we want to do something with teletext and we then created demos like um, of like pixel pixel art actually it wasn't even like in the form of teletext art at that point it was just like a reference material that we contacted Yle that we would like to have this Matti Rama, who has been the editor-in-chief and responsible of the whole teletext in Finland and so because of his uh, vision and understanding and he has been creating also teletext graphics of course all his working time there that through him we got this possibility to do it on Ulla pages and then we organized the art exhibition for the opening of the festival but yeah it was quite simple and straightforward but then we of course had to had to really find like how to make it and for example we ended up this uh, we found out like how in Netherlands there has been there had been teletext art project uh, like yeah I wanted to talk about this actually are you talking about the VBI microtel project by Lectrolab for the Rotterdam film festival in 2005 or 6 probably that one <laughs> probably that I'm sorry like uh, it's I have one. Yes, you know more about it, probably. <laughs> yeah, so how much were you inspired by that and influenced by that? Well, we didn't, like, it was only like technical approach that we needed to find, like, the software to do it. And, and we ended up, we contacted, or I mean, like, C-Text was our weapon of choice back then. Was it C-Text or Zebra-Text? Yeah. So basically, the project of Zebra-Text was, was really essential for our project that it was the tool we found and thanks to them we could create teletext art nowadays there's many different ways and probably already back then there was but for us it was the savior yeah i think it was the tool yeah sevra i think it was the tool that started it all wasn't it because teletext artists of a certain age might remember downloading sevra text or zebra text and playing around with it but it's it's amazing i don't know if you've seen how far the teletext community has developed and i think it's great how we've moved on to teletext being put back into the hands of the users rather than the broadcasters and i think that that spirit really comes across in the teletext projects that you've hosted particularly the teletext art festival the reason I found out about 
the first Teletext art festival. <laughs> the way I found out was on the Teletext mailing list, which sadly is no longer there, but at the time, it was an important place for Teletext artists. I think one of you guys must have posted on there to let everybody know. And that was my avenue into the whole world of Teletext art. Hmm? Yeah, so I have yes. you, you guys to thank, really. <laughs> well, cool. But, I mean, it's uh, it's amazing, like, uh, we have to thank you because you've been actively participating to the festivals. And, yeah, the point is that we are not claiming that we invented the thing, but we just kind of saw the value and value in the teletext art. And then we kind of, our point of view was, like, like I said before, like doing contemporary art with the tools that exist. And, yeah, so it's been great how it obviously has been inspiring the community of like the true teletext artists who have been like committing to the medium and have a more profound knowledge about it than us. So uh, that we have been able to serve the community also by giving maybe chance to exhibit it. And there's like, I'm sure there's loads of amazing teletext artists just who, because it's, well, you in UK have different kind of a scene a little bit, I guess, because you don't have the teletext in TV anymore. Was, am I correct? No, we don't anymore. We have a newfangled red button service. It's like an interactive TV thing, but we don't have traditional teletext anymore. So we have created this community where people, as you said, like bring it back to the crowds and you create your own crazy things there, if I understood correctly. It's difficult, probably, the most difficult step probably from being a teletext artist is to get it distributed by a TV channel. Mm. And maybe that was just like uh, where we could uh, do the link because we were kind of group of professionally collaborating artists and it was maybe easier for us to convince the TV station of a small country to trust us in, in terms of we can deliver some interesting content for them. Of course, it was for free, but um, they gave us the possibility to spread it out and kind of start initiate the project and it's not only about us being artists like I think it's been mostly like for us to present that we can participate but to show the world the art artist of teletext uh, teletext artists like um, besides us and that has been uh, for me it's been the most interesting our festival has been the channel because I, I didn't find the mailing list for example but for me, it has been like a way of enjoying the teletext art, finding new artists. Like that, there's like many artists who I didn't know before the teletext art festival, and I've been now learning their works. What else they do? I think it's it collects together like people with similar mindsets somehow, and that's fun. Yeah, it serves a lot of functions actually. The teletext art festival, as you say the Teletext community as it is wouldn't be where it is right now if it weren't for the International Teletext Art Festival and your projects. Because as you say, it's brought Teletext to a much bigger audience. It's brought it to the media, not only televisions, but newspapers. And if it weren't for the Teletext Art Festival, I don't think that whole scene would have taken off quite as it has, certainly not with the art side. Everything that we've got now, we've got teletext conventions or meetups, you might call them. 
or demo parties might be another way to term them. I remember in some demo party, I think there was already in Finland a teletext art combo at some point, but yeah. I think before the teletext art first, there might have been one. Uh, there was one in Germany that was for, mm. I think, maybe the, uh, the 30th anniversary of teletext or the 35th, something like that where people could send in their own art and people like Dragan Espenscheid, who hopefully mm -hmm. we might have on this podcast one day in the future, entered. There's not much information about that on the web, but that did happen. Uh, and that was in Germany. And then before that, stuff on Dutch Teletext in 2000, I think. Uh, but yeah, nobody is saying that Teletext Art Festival invented Teletext, but we have you to thank and it to thank for, I suppose, popularizing teletext a lot more and getting people interested, bringing people back to the medium. And it's wonderful that these things are still going, like TARP 2020, etc. Sorry, you no. were going to say something. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, I'm, now since we're uh, on broadcast, I want to, uh, apropos say that it was cool like UNESCO chose now Demosine as part of the World Heritage Immaterial Heritage List or something. Yeah. Have you heard? Yes, I did see that. Uh, let's have a look. Um... I think this is kind of a similar way that it's these marginal forms of expression with technology they slowly become like a part of the wider knowledge and yeah, it's really amazing because I think what's most cool about it is the kind of understanding the potential of all technologies that this is kind of the ethos, let's say, with Demosine very much that uh, you don't necessarily need to, or you don't want to have the newest computer or the newest technology to do spectacular things, but it's more spectacular if you study the potential of what exists and dive into that. I hope Teletext Art will one day be also on this list. That would be good, wouldn't it? The demo scene as UNESCO Cultural Heritage of Humanity. The Art of Coding campaign will be officially launched at the Nordic Developer Conference on May 23rd to inscribe the demo scene on the UNESCO representative list of the intangible cultural heritage of humanity. So this is a this is a huge thing, I think. It's fantastic. Mm -hmm. mm, wonderful. Okay, guys, thank you very much for listening to this edition of the Teletext R podcast. It's been fantastic to interview Yoriko on Teletext Art and all the other types of art and the things that you do. Is there anything else that you wanted to say to get off your chest? Um, well, thank you, first of all, for having me here, and I hope I could be of any help uh, <laughs> And um, yeah, let's hope the best for the future of, of Teletext Art and so on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been wonderful to have you here and to discuss Teletext. So, 
hopefully maybe you could join us at some point in the future, maybe when there's another Teletext art festival going on. Do you have any more planned for the future, or are you just going to play it by ear and see what happens with regards to Teletext art festivals? Well, I cannot reveal, but we have kind of made initiatives to continue with the Teletext art projects, but there's nothing yet uh, that I could say for sure. So we have the interest of developing and continuing and um, cherishing <laughs> the Teletext art things, but uh, nothing confirmed yet. Besides, I have to say that we still have on Yle, Yle Teletext page, we have this Teletext art museum and it stays there. So there is anyway activity and I hope there will be different projects also and we are working to complete and achieve these new things. But the Teletext Art Museum stays there and please have a look. Yes, if you want to see that, you can visit teletextart.com. So it all sounds very promising for the future of Teletext Art Festivals. We very much look forward to seeing what happens. But Yarko, thank you very much for joining us on this episode of the Teletext R podcast. It's been a pleasure to have you here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs>